Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. We are now uh, in December, December 13th, 2022. I am Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And uh, if you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Uh, but first, I have to give you bad news before I give you the good news. Here's the bad news. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God for eternity. Any love that you feel in this world or you sense in this world, uh, that is from God. That is from the Lord, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Uh, the good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe in your heart that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. You will be a new creature in Christ and will start to live for him, not for yourself, not for the world. Of course, uh, we do welcome back our usual uptime panel, and I do uh, welcome back Brother Bob Barber, Brother Michael Pels and Brother Kevin Hookman. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming back on with us for another uptime. How yeah. are you doing? God bless you. God bless you. And so, yes, we have, uh, we have, uh, we're kind of back into the swing of things. We've had a number of guests on recently. Um, last week was an interesting one with my friend, Aju. Uh, Aju uh, Vargasi, he has a wonderful ministry. Uh, please go back and take a look at that episode. Um, you'll see what he's doing. And please, uh, if you feel led in your heart to do so, please contribute to his ministry, uh, Home Lael. Um, so, gentlemen, we've had another interesting week with so much going on in the world. We're going to discuss world events, how they pertain to Bible prophecy. Um, we're also going to get into God's word today. Uh, today's verse of the day, this is Matthew 2, 4 through 6. We usually put these up, post these, and these are from BibleGateway.com. Uh, Matthew 2, 4 through 6, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For this is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Ju Ju Judah, art now the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. We're getting closer to the Christmas season, folks, so you're going to start seeing these types of verses uh, as we approach that Christmas season. Uh, I know we all have our own uh, thoughts uh, and ideas on Christmas, uh, you know, how it is a pagan holiday. That's uh, traditionally how where it came from. We can discuss a little bit about that today also as we lead up to the Christmas season. Uh, the one good thing about it is that uh, there is more of a focus on our Lord and Savior during this period, obviously. Amen. Um, so it gives us an opportunity as believers in Christ to reach the lost, to let them know the, the truth about our Lord and Savior, um, to let them know a little bit about the, how it uh, stemmed from paganism, how this kind of came about this way. And, of course, uh, to let them know uh, that he is not only King of Kings, Lord of Lords, but our Lord and Savior and the reason why. So do you guys, do you brothers agree with that? I mean, we can use this as an opportunity, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for, for those 
we believe that, that Christ was born, for example, on, say, September 11th, 3 BC, which a lot of people actually do. Who celebrates Christ's birthday on, uh, you know, birthday on, on uh, September 11th? Uh, you know, no one does. I mean, so, you know, it, it's just because it, it may not be the, the right day. Um, the, the, other, the interesting thing about if you, go, if you go back 260 days from September 11th, 3 B.C., you hit December 25th, 4 B.C. So that could be the day of Christ's conception. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the, think about it for a, a reason to celebrate and the fact that, like you said, there is a focus this time of the year on Christ's birth. And so, um, it, you know, it's important to be able to take that opportunity and share with people the hope that you have and why. And it all started with the conception uh, of Christ to come into this world and as a man and fully God as well. So, you know, it's it, it's a time to share. It's a time to celebrate Christ with us. And, um, you know, we probably don't do that enough. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, it, 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 Christ did everything for us, you know. So, uh, you know, I would say that regardless of your b- beliefs about the timing and stuff like that, the fact is, is that people say Christmas less often actually now than what they used to. And that's just even more reason to talk about Christmas and what it means and what it's all about. And the fact that we are celebrating Christ um, coming down to us and living among us 2,000 years ago and then ultimately dying for us and resurrecting for us as well. He did all that for us. And, um, I, you know, I, I just I thank him for that. And I think that, that we should take this opportunity to do that as well during this time of the year. Amen. Well said. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, I've... I've read and I looked it up on LEA.com and there's definitely a lot to that about the Jewish people viewed the birth date, if you will, at conception. Yeah. So that's definitely something very real that should be taken into account. And it makes sense too when you when you count for the the, the birth cycle, the nine months. It's like, oh well that, that pretty much lines up. But you can't, yeah, that's such a mixed bag because with everything going on right now, you know, and uh, the, that's a, another reason why I kind of want to talk about, you know, with the whole truth that's out there, this whole, it's almost like, dare I say it, wokeism, if you will, has moved into the churches and everyone is just dividing and, and splitting and casting stones when clearly it says you know don't worry about what someone's doing what days they choose to observe or you know Mm -hmm. we live in the grace and the liberty that jesus has brought for us and um but that's it's like splitting hairs you know and it's really sad because i find it really disheartening that instead of the body coming together in great times together as a whole i find it how so sly how satan has come in and made it a divisive point and has broken up the body even more over it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he does whittle his way in there, and he causes people to 
to basically cause division, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, it's it creeps in to to even uh, you know into the churches and so forth, and all kinds of false doctrine, false practices, worldly. I mean, it's usually all worldly stuff, to be honest with you. But yeah. then you also get groups that'll be like, wait a minute here, you know, you're not doing this right. And they mm-hmm. like make up new laws, you know. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't believe what we believe, then you're, you know, you're you're ostracized or whatever. And that's that's not what we're to do. I mean, we're to put aside petty differences, right? Yeah. Amen. Uh, amen. You know, you know, you guys hear about what's going on you in uh, UK, England. Uh, basically, they're ousting Christmas now. They, they, they basically the godless people are offended by it now, so they have to have like the special celebrations. Uh, no alcohol, which I'm okay with that because I don't drink. But uh, the fact is that they are attacking that holiday. All right, and yeah. that's starting. And that's starting to pick up speed everywhere now. Okay, mm. and uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's just to state that this world is in right now. Okay, Christian persecution. I can imagine where we are going to be a year from now. Okay, mm. but going basically, what's happening right now? Uh, we have Hanukkah coming up. I'm not Jewish, but you know, we're looking at Hanukkah, and I see some videos about how it might point to the rapture resurrection. And you know, I did in my last video. I did. I uh, I talked about how Hanukkah and uh, Christmas are kind of related. All right, they're celebrating. You know, we are, they're not really celebrating Jesus, but we are celebrating Jesus. But of course, uh, of course, they're Israel, God's chosen people. So they are related. Okay. But the fact of the matter is that Hanukkah is a festival of lights. And I think I mentioned that last week, week before. It's a festival yeah. of lights. Mm-hmm. And you know, Chris, you get here for Christmas. What do we have going on? Everywhere you look, it's a festival of lights. Okay. And that's incredible because the rapture resurrection is going to be what, everybody? A festival of lights. Mm. It's going to be a celestial, global festival of lights in the heavens. Okay, and that and that is the case. What better time for the rapture resurrection to take place during the season? Okay, so I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are watching for that. It could happen, or it may not. All right, but I think um, the main thing is Jesus is the reason for the season. All right. Amen. Now I'm against people putting. I'm, I'm against anybody dealing with Santa Claus or anything like that. Okay, Santa, you move, move the letters around. You got Satan. That's obvious. <laughs> okay, none of that stuff. You know, what they call that an anagram, right, Bob? Yeah, anagram. But the fact of the matter is, what you guys are talking about is the fact that Jesus is at the forefront one way or another during this time. Amen. And that's great, even though some people got their minds twisted about it. But I love it. I love the fact there are songs going on about Jesus. And like when you walk through a store or something like that, you hear songs about our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy night, silent night, and all those, you know, joy to the world. You know, come on. Amen. You know, yeah, Satan good. still has to hate this season. Yeah. Right? Even though he tried to turn around for himself, he still yeah. hates all those songs. They still And they still play those songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so shocking, actually. It is. I mean, you think, yeah. you think that that, that, that it, they would be gone, but there's such uh, a ma- a mainstay of this season and a mainstay of the traditions of Christmas before it got super commercial, right? I mean, these 
these hymns really uh, were, were the songs that, that people have sung for, you know, 150 years. So, yeah. I mean, you're talking about major traditions and they, and whenever you hear those songs, you know, joy to the world, um, you, the, the, the thing you think of is Christmas, right? I mean, they don't play those songs other times in the year. It's just now. But then when you think about it, joy to the world, then what's the next line? The Lord has come. Lord has come. Yes, the Lord has come. I mean, you can't miss that. <laughs> that is in the first line. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Uh, so yeah. it's, 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 a, it's pretty awesome, the fact that we can still do that these days, even though, Bob, like you mentioned, people are trying to shut it down, but we are still here, right? <laughs> we yeah. are still restraining against that. But you can also see the, the, the slope that this world is on to ultimately completely reject Christ. All those songs. I mean, you got to believe that one day in the future during the tribulation, Christmas rolls around. Guess what? You won't be hearing those songs, you see. So th- there is a day when that's coming when the world rejects Christ as a whole. And accepts the Antichrist and worships him. And yeah. you got to think like toward the later, the latter part of the, the seven years. It's going to be like, where are you going to be able to find anything? You know, you're not. And that's what the Bible talks about is that people are going to seek far and wide. And they're just not going to be able to find it. Exactly. No. And it's so crazy how things are getting too, because um, I'm not going to bring up any names, but I was watching that. Uh, a brother in Christ video, and uh, he was talking about going back to Thanksgiving and and its its roots and and how that you know if we were to celebrate it or pray essentially that we would be giving homage to pagan gods, and that was this is the wokeism I think or the, the that's just crept into the body that's so dangerous because literally they're sending a message out saying that you cannot give glory to God. What am I supposed to do fast all day? And on what time zone, you know, I can't even give thanks for, for what God's provided today. You know, even if you weren't to celebrate Thanksgiving, what if I pray over my normal plate of food, you know, that somehow giving some pagan little G God, some kind of worship or something. It's, it's getting crazy. So we have this division that's happening in the body. That's almost self-destructing at the same time as the world has starting to bring down the the hatchet so to speak on the believers and the craziest thing is um just kind of don't like to bring in politics but with the whole i was listening to a talk show and they were talking about warnock and herschel walker and um they were polling christians and asking why they voted for warnock and it was over their their rights to have an abortion and it's like what in the world is happening here? Like the body is discombobulated to throw out a crazy word. <laughs> yeah. Seems like some priorities are off, right? We're being yeah. divided right now. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, he said, it's not so come to prevalent. bring peace, but division. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's getting divided. Uh, the uh, the tares in the wheat are ripening. So now you could tell who are the tares and who are the wheat. You exactly. know, we are in the pre tribulation time zone mm-hmm. where the tribulation is about to begin. Yeah. Okay. All the godless people are coming out of the woodworks now. They're they've been kind of in the kind of been in the background, hiding for the most part. 
But now we, now we have godless people running this country. We have godless people in our leadership everywhere now. So guess what? They're making things easier for all the godless people to get out there and do their godless stuff. Okay? And that is where we're at right now. And I'll tell you what, this hand of restraint, you know, we, we, you know, that's getting to the point where, like, we're holding everything back. But it's like we're pushed against the wall, and this thing is pushing against us. I'm like, I can't hold it much longer. You know, mm-hmm. it's about, the dam is about to break. This yeah, dam is definitely. about to break. You sounded like the book of Jude there for a little bit, Bob. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah. The godless, so the godless will do godless things. I mean, that's that, that's exactly what's going on. But you, can, you know what else is, is also coming into to light is where the seeds, how the seeds are sown. Mm. Like, like what you're just saying right there. Those people that have the cares of the world on them, right? Because they're thinking about the the issues of the world. And so they support somebody who supports the issues of the world. That seed is one of the seeds that it talks about. It talks about people who receive the word, but the cares of the world come in and basically get in there and and, and mix it all up. And it it doesn't produce fruit, right? So... You can see how people are getting swept into, uh, you know, whatever cause or whatever is popular, whatever is cool, whatever is, um, you know, uh, you know, basically gets hits or makes you makes people feel good about you. I mean, the virtue signaling, that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, all that is performance art for the world, is it not? I mean, it is. It's just. That isn't, but that's not where we're called to be. We are called to be basically be stand apart from those causes in the world. We are to shine a light onto yeah. that darkness. We are to spread the salt onto that unsavoriness, and we are to, and we are to to continue to push the truth and to slink back and allow the world to take control of us basically is uh you know is not what we are commanded to do and i and and basically what happens is the people that allow that to happen to them you're not supposed to partake with them anymore and so yes it does cause division but bob's right i mean the wheat and the tares are together still right and we're in this time frame where there, the weed, it's not going to get plucked out, um, and neither no, neither are the tares. They are going to grow together until they are separated, and it's just a matter of time until that happens. But until that happens, I mean, it's frustrating, Michael. Yeah. I mean, I I feel your pain, as yeah. someone once said. <laughs> yeah, no, it it really is frustrating, and just like Bob brought up with the. Uh how the Lord didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, right, to divide. And this is also something else that I've noticed that's kind of been on my heart, and it kind of bothers me. Actually, it bothers me. I shouldn't say even kind of. But people are choosing different doctrines. They're choosing holidays. They're choosing all these things to take their stand and rally around. But the truth, who is Jesus Christ, the sword of the Spirit, who is his word, right, we're supposed to be rallying around him, right? Yeah. 
So that's the sword. That's the gospel truth that, that comes to divide, right? With well, a division made without hands. And it's, I find that really disheartening because the body, they're taking these, they're planting their flags, you know, on their hill, no ground to give us, you know, the army would say, and they plant their flag there and they're like, you know, Christmas, you know, either antsy or for it. And this is the one truth that I'm going to fight and die for. And it's like, no, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. He's the way that we have to follow. And any season, any time, any day that you want to sing to the Lord Jesus Christ and celebrate him in any way, I think that's an awesome thing to do. Amen. I agree with that, Michael. Thank you. Um, and there are going to be people who disagree, obviously, right? There are going to be people who say, well, no, we shouldn't even be bringing any of this into the mix, anything holy into something that's unholy. That I understand. Uh, this is, But this is not that, uh, okay? We have to understand that the world is still lost. They Amen. need to know who Jesus is. If this, there's an opportunity to do that, this is a great time to do it because people still don't understand who Christ is. And they may be, they're, most of them are focused on a different version of Christ other than the one that's in the Bible. Hmm. They've come up with their own version of Jesus yeah. and who he is, what he represents, what he's about. Most people will say, oh, he's just a guru. You go up to anybody on the side of the street, they'll say, what do you think of who, who do you think Jesus is? What do you think most of them will say? Oh, he was just a good teacher. Uh, you know, he was a prophet. Um, he was someone who, you know, who just did, who did real good works. He did good works, right? That's it. It would probably be the end of the conversation, but then you can bring in what he really, the, the, the real Jesus of the Bible who he really is because most people have come up with their own God in their mind, right? They've come up with their own version of Jesus. There are, you know, even the ascended masters have their own Jesus. If you've ever heard of ascended masters, you had to look it up, Google ascended masters. Uh, they have Jesus as an ascended master. Yeah. This is in the new age movement, right? It comes from the theof theosophy of, uh, right? The, of uh, Madame Blavatsky, Right. Uh, Helena Blavatsky, uh, she has uh, worshipped these beings who are basically angels of light, who come in as angels of light, but they're not angels of light. They're the fallen angels. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we have to realize these people, they'll hear Jesus, they'll hear the word, but it's still blind. They're still blindfolded. They don't understand who the real Jesus is, the Jesus of the Holy Bible, of God's word. Many times they don't even know what he said about himself, right? I mean, they'll say, hey, yeah. did you know that Jesus said that he said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father but through me? That he said, I and the Father are one? Yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, how can you say he's just a good teacher when he actually said he was there before Abraham was? So, I mean, I don't, and I think a lot of those people don't even, don't even know that he said that. And then when you when you say that, I mean, because I, I have said that to them, and they they're like, "Really? Yeah, he actually said that. I never. I, I always heard that Jesus never said that he was God." And it's like, no, he clearly yeah. did. He clearly did. I mean, it, it certainly a man, just only a man, can't be there before somebody who lived eighteen hundred years before he lived. <laughs> that oh, yeah. that's not possible. I mean, but. God 
can be there beforehand. And he said that he was, and then that's what really ticked off a lot of the Jewish leaders because they were like, what are you saying? You know, you're only 35 years old. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're only 30 years old. You know, you can't be there. And he's like, no, I, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, that, that, that was such a, a, you know, a beautiful and, and also very poignant thing that he said, he said, I am. And that's when they were like, okay, this is blasphemy. Um, so the fact is, is that the, the Jewish leaders had him crucified due to blasphemy because he was proclaiming himself as God. So, I mean, that, that is, that is the, the essence of all that Jesus, um, you know, is. And I, I think that Greg, you're right, that you can, bring Jesus's words up and say, look, yes, he was a great teacher. Yes, he was a great prophet, but he's also the son of God and his God. And uh, right. he died for us and he, he put down his life for us. And he also yeah. rose from the dead so that we can have eternal life. There is something after this existence. Yeah. And it's, that's way more important, actually, than what is happening here but what you do here and what you believe here determines your ultimate fate and i think it does open up that that conversation and uh, I'll, and, I'll, andrew we should announce this yeah we should de definitely um you know make note of this because andrew i think uh, you are misinterpreting and misunderstanding what is being said here you're saying that we're warned in multiple chapters not to worship the lord god like other nations i'm not sure if you're addressing someone else in the chat or what we're discussing but please don't misinterpret what we're saying. We're not saying that we should be celebrating it. That's different. We should be using it as an opportunity to speak to others about who the true God, Lord, and Jesus Christ is. Amen. Not the one who's being celebrated during this time. Amen. Uh, and, and also in regards to Thanksgiving, Michael, you said that some people were saying something against or whatever. I don't see anything wrong with being thankful Exactly. To, to God, which is ultimately what the original Thanksgiving was all about. is about thanks to God for providing for us during this period of time and do it yearly. And it's a, a time to, to be thankful. And since we here in the United States celebrate, other countries, some have Thanksgiving as well, but many of them don't. But we should be thankful that we are in a country where we can still do this and that we can still share the gospel and be thankful that we continue to be blessed by God, even though certainly this country at this point doesn't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we are blessed. Totally. You know, oh, yeah. Still blessed. blessed. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. I've been reading, dare I say, <laughs> the Fox's Book of Martyrs, and I'm not sure if you guys mm. ever read that book, but yeah. it's, it's pretty intense. You know, oh, it yeah. definitely puts things into perspective some and it's just it's just so amazing to see the body where it came from and and where we are now and it's just like wow lord this is truly the end times like you just can't you you just can't see it any other way but uh greg i really love the way you put that using it as an opportunity right because that's all we're saying no one said that you know i have or anyone here has Christmas trees or anything like that, you know. But the point is, it's just 
giving glory to God. And what really came to mind was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, they were taken into a foreign land and they were taught and schooled in mystery religions and all kinds of stuff. And the crazy thing is, guess what? They were still able to keep their relationship and walk with God through the whole time. So we live in a type of mystery Babylon today, you know, and it, just because we're living in Sodom and Gomorrah doesn't mean that we can't give glory to God. And if someone's mm-hmm. trying to tell me that I can't even pray on a certain day because <laughs> that could be somehow going to the wrong sender, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It just seems absurd to me. Is that a new commandment or, you know, I, I don't new, know. It another seems... one of man's laws to put on to you. And so you have to live under that law now as well. Is that oh, really what, what, what we're all about here? Yeah, just wait until they have all those uh, no-hide laws and all the climate laws coming out. You know, you heard uh, Pete Buttigieg, he said about uh, climate change now. Basically, uh, what the words he used was it's more of a moral issue now. It's no longer a meteorological issue, a scientific issue. Oh, it's a moral right. issue. Moral issue. Yeah. They're moving into the moral religious issue now. Okay. So it's not about, yeah, we could throw a whole bunch of money at it, but you know what, though? Your heart needs to be in the right place with this whole climate thing now. <laughs> so, um, you know, so you can see now this is totally the one world religion. Religion. I cannot think of anything else that would have all the call signs than climate because I can't think of anything I can go above and beyond. You know, there is no other God, I mean, besides our God, but no other God that they have, no other God that they worship, that goes above and beyond their mother earth. Okay. So that is, that is plain as day to me that this is what we're dealing with now for the one world religion. And you know, it's funny too, is you know what they claim to be climate change is just simply the earth going through its natural process and preparation for the return of Jesus Christ and the beginning of his millennial reign on the earth. Mm-hmm. That's what the earth is going through. Jesus told us, that this is what the earth will begin to do as a signal to all mankind that he's about to return. Yeah. Okay, so this stuff was already put forth 2,000 or 1,000 years, even beyond that. Okay, right. all your earthquakes, all your volcanic activity, all even your celestial signs. Okay, all happening at the same time. Okay, so basically Satan's like, well, you know what? They're going to, if this is what the earth is going to do, is this what God's going to cause the earth to do? then I'm going to somehow take that, make it, turn it, twist it, make it work for me. And that's exactly what he did. And now we have all these godless people, you know, coming together now, you know, kicking, they already kicked God, the Democratic Party already kicked God out of their platform. All right. So now they got a lot of Republicans involved now. And now they kicked God out of our schools years ago, replaced God with bullets. And now Mm. we're about to basically on the verge now i wonder how much longer we have before all the churches are shut down we have to go underground that's my question i think we have about a year what do you guys think yeah it's it's definitely wrapping up i i don't know if i could quite put a beat on it because the the more i lived a life and have continued to live by the grace of god it seems like things can just change and at a moment's notice i mean look what happened with uh you know, last couple of years in the end of 2019. So, you know, I would say maybe be a year. Who knows, though? You know, it could be crazy. Something crazy could happen. And it could approach yep. much faster. You know, something I forgot to mention, too, was uh, 
about the whole earth getting prepared the whole climate change of the earth was the earth is going through right now for the return of hmm. jesus christ that's actually in the bible in romans chapter 8 verses 18 through 23 it says for i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us which is rapture resurrection okay the glory that's when us holy spirit manifests itself completely with our change of our mortal body rapture resurrection says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Okay. And then if you go to verse 21, it says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That's us, the body of Christ at the rapture resurrection. And it says here, verse 22, for we know that the whole creation, which is the earth, the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together mm-hmm. until now. Okay, so that's why the earth is travailing in pain right now, because the rapture resurrection is about to happen. The earth is looking forward to the manifestation of the sons of God, okay, which will be us, sons and daughters of God, at the Amen. rapture resurrection. Okay, so what they're, what, like I said, if anybody's like, if any people out there know somebody, that's all about climate, religion, all stuff like that. Look what you're doing to our precious earth. Just tell them that. As like, do you realize, according to Romans 8, verses 18 through 23, that's the reason why the earth is doing this is because the rapture resurrection is about to happen. You have a seven-year tribulation, and that's going to be in the millennial reign. The earth is getting ready for Jesus Christ. The earth is getting ready to receive its Messiah. Okay, this is why it's happening. Not yeah. because... We have too many cows farting in a field right. or too many cars driving around. Uh, you have Obama. You have uh, John Kerry, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Nancy Pelosi. They're all flying private jets everywhere. Okay. Just one of their flights and their private jets will probably give out more emissions than all four of us here combined with our cars, maybe our entire family, for a whole year. Just right. one of their trips. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, um, you need to cut back on carbon. You guys need to ration your carbon. This is important. <laughs> you need to save the earth. Isn't it like yeah. two, two tons of emissions per hour on those jets? I mean, right. it, it's just ridiculous. And they fly them to climate summits. I mean, which is just, I mean, the, the most the hypocrisy is possibly do. It's <laughs> off the charts. It's off the chart. Dialed up to 11, uh, you know, as they say. I mean, it is. Uh, and yet they, they they somehow like don't get the ire of the of the the masses who really believe that junk and they don't turn on them. It's so strange. It's just like they have a pass. And, and I you'd think that they would be pro like there would just be massive amount of people laying down in the streets. So that John Kerry, for example, couldn't drive his car out of the driveway, so he couldn't go to the airport. But no, they're not there. They're, they're, they're in a museum, destroying, you know, trying trying to destroy, because they, they can't, because there's actually glass on it. So they can't even do what they want to do. But they're trying to destroy, like, hundreds of years old art. I mean, what's, what is that going to do for the climate? I these people really have have gone have given themselves over to a debased mind 
Let's be honest. And, and, and the Bible talks about the people worshiping the creation rather than the creator, right? Mm -hmm. That is what we're seeing set up here. And you can ultimately see that being played out in the tribulation when all these things are happening. But Bob, the interesting part is that they know where these judgments are coming from during the tribulation, don't they? They are blaspheming God. They know where it's coming from. And yet they still continue to do it because they simply refuse to believe the truth. And instead they'll believe a lie. Mm -hmm. And you know, their, their leadership knows that climate is a bunch of bull. They know, but they know that they can fool the masses with this concept in order to get them in line for the government control. All right. Mm-hmm. They're using this as a catalyst. As they made, we don't believe in this stuff. We know what's going on. But you know what, though? That dumb cattle out there, they believe it. So you yeah. know what? This is what we're going to use to bring everybody together. So that way, our master, when he shows up, the Antichrist, will be worshipped. So they, they got their marching orders. That's what they're doing. I mean, it makes absolute perfect sense. You know, I know, I, you know it used to be Agenda 2030. Now it's agenda twenty twenty two, you know the whole the whole concept with electric cars is ridiculous, you know yeah, it's the, it the concept. If everybody got an electric car, it doesn't make any sense. If we all got electric cars without making a single adjustment to our grids, it would it would destroy our grids because imagine our, any of our neighborhoods, you got these transformers in power stations that could put out so much voltage, but when you start charging all these cars at all these homes. It's going to blow that station to bits. Oh, right. Because it can't handle it. And you know what? In order to to make up the, in order to create enough power so every house in America can have an electric car charging in their home, they need to get, they should have got started about 30 years ago in building these <laughs> nuclear power plants. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a generational thing to build these things. Okay. So that should have happened 30 years ago. So let me tell you what's not going to, what's not going to do it, Bob. What? Is, is putting windmills and solar panels <laughs> all over the place in order to be able to power up 30 million, 40 million, 50 million electric vehicles in California alone. Yeah. Alone. Okay. <laughs> they're going to need, and if they're not willing to build uh, nuclear plants, which they're really not, then what, what are they, how are they going to be able to power all this up? Today, Bob, they, they have issues with their grid and being able to, to sustain power in that state. What would happen if you switched 35 to 40 million cars from gas to electric? Right. I'm sorry, but yeah. the, I'm sorry you can't charge your car today nor tomorrow. Right. Is it going to yeah. be just like the, the gas wars of the 70s when you, you're like, you look at the last digit of your license plate of when you can go get gas? It's going to be the same thing. It's like today's the day you can go, uh, you know, ch- charge up your car, but only for three hours. I wouldn't and even be surprised. The market back, and that's about hope, it. Hope you didn't you sell your bicycle. Part is, uh, you got yeah. uh, my, my brother. He, he has a. Uh, both my brothers do heating, and air conditioning. Okay, they have their own <laughs> companies, but they do contract work for our, lo- our local electrical company, gas company. It's called Nipsco. That's where I'm at out here. Okay. And you know what? They told me that when 
the uh, every, during the summertime when the uh, everybody turns on their air conditioners, they are blowing about forty to sixty transformers per day. Okay, and these transformers have to be fixed every single day, and that's just everybody turning on their air. Okay, you're not even you're not even you're not even calculating all everybody getting a car and having to charge it in the garage. Right. Okay, and that's going to be a gigantic electrical box pulling some massive power, a big plug like this. You're going to have this big box, transfer switch, all kinds of stuff. Yes, it's insane. They're going to yeah. be pulling so much power. And, you know, our grid and our electric companies are not going to be able to handle any of this stuff. So yeah, the was, fact uh... that they're not put anything towards our grid, anything towards towards our um, towards the uh, towards our the base in order to be able to sustain something like this. That just tells me it's all a ploy just to get everybody to where they have them under control. And then say, you know what? We don't need electric cars. You don't need them either. You know, because, you know, in order to do that, we need to run more of these fossil fuels. We can't do it. So what about we'll build more windmills? Yeah, we tried, but we just couldn't do it. So I uh, guess yeah. we no power for you. It's like, well, we need a car. Well, you don't need a car anymore. It's much better. We, we don't want you driving cars anyways. Okay. You really, want, you really you really think we want you guys driving cars? That's freedom. No, 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 no. No freedom for you. Hey, hey yeah. don't turn on the coffee maker, Michael. Don't you yeah. turn on your coffee maker. Okay. If you boil a hot dog, shame on you if you use those garbage today. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, just a few other points to bring up uh, with as far as batteries go, you guys' cells die. They don't last forever. What are you going to do with the waste that's produced by all those batteries? Second point, I I was watching this really hilarious video of a a gentleman who had bought, I guess, a Hummer, an electric Hummer. And there's three levels of charging cables that you can get with this thing. And the first level took like four days to charge it. So if you got to go to work tomorrow and you're sitting on E... Oh, good luck. Four days from now, you'll be able to drive it. And then he said, if you spend and get the most fancy supercharged charging method, it was like 900 additional dollars. And even then, it took almost an entire day to charge his house. Well, better not have an emergency. Absolutely. Exactly. What are you going to do out in, if you're driving through the desert or, you know, Death Valley? I hope you didn't good sell luck. that bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's like, man, it's what are just, these people thinking? It's not going to work. A national security threat. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to have? An electric Hummer or electric uh, Abrams, you know, an electric helicopter? I mean, this is uh, these, you know, Blackhawks. It's it's just so ridiculous, which makes me think I I, I agree with Bob. I was like, (laughs) you know, I could totally see this totalitarian system being like, okay, we can't do it. We tried. So guess what? We're going to incorporate public transportation and you all can get little passes, and the only way you're going to get to and fro anywhere is if we're taking you there. And I could I could see something like that creeping in. And it's crazy. Yeah. And with the Planned Parenthood and and this climate change and the Green New Deal, something mm-hmm. to kind of kick around in the mind a little bit that I've always thought about. I think it's really interesting. You guys remember when Elijah and he went up on the mountain, and there was the prophets for a veil for a. Oh, Jezebel, right? And he, oh, it's one of my favorite stories. You know, he just totally owns them, you know, by the power of God, of course. And, uh, oh, I love that story so much. But uh, it's funny because if you look up Baal, right, and how the end is like the beginning, right? And the beginning is like the end. Baal is a fertility god, and he's a god of weather, the rain, seasons. It's just 
it's climate change is just another bail warship. It's just repackaged, rebranded. It's just ridiculous. It's another Babylon. It's another yeah. It's another yeah, which does Tower of Babel. Yeah, yeah, it does tower, because Marduk. That actually comes through Marduk, which is a Babylonian god, and which and from according to Brit- Britannica, it changed over to Baal over time. Crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I can yep. see that happening. You know, and the, the, deep, the further we go, the deeper we go, the more it makes sense to us. You know, I didn't think about that either. I was like, well, Baal worship, that 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 makes sense. That makes sense. Well, you know, but the thing is, you don't see it right away because the thing's just yeah. coming together. Like the pieces of the puzzle. Exactly. All forming. Like, I can't see the picture yet, but things are still moving. They're still co- coming together, you know, and that's what's happening. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Okay, then that's how they've been doing it. You know, so that just goes to show you right now the fact that you're hearing a lot of this whole, uh, you guys heard climate climate criminals, climate <laughs> crimes, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And, you know, the fact that they're throwing those words around now, now you're now you're starting to see more of the totalitarian measures that they could take to shut you down for any reason now. And, you know, and they could do is it, like, well, it's for the good of the planet. Oh, mm, shut them down. You know, he disagrees. Like, oh, you know what? He runs the computer. Shut him down. It's for the good of the planet. Everybody's like, yeah, you're right. That's a good idea. Shut him down. He's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. He's dangerous. Shut him down. You dangerous. Know? That's the new yeah. word now. Any, anytime you say something that they don't like, that's dangerous, right? Yeah. Now that's dangerous. Like, it's causing danger. I mean, you know, it, it the danger is to not speak about those things and not and, and to not say something. Otherwise, you get down that path. That path leads to destruction, okay? That is a path to destruction. How many times in the Bible does it say, why are you basically storing up your goods here? Why are you concerned about what's going on here? Mm-hmm. That is not where the concern should be. That's not where it, it, it isn't it Peter who's just like, this place is going to burn up one day. You know, it's it's going to melt with fervent heat. So then, why, why? That's the question, mm-hmm. and and the answer is you, you. That's the path that leads to destruction. That's for the earth dwellers. You don't you, you you don't want to be that part. You want to be you want to lay up your treasures in heaven. You know, that's that's where your heart needs to be, and to to to, to basically be dangerous because you disagree with someone and words are violence now uh, rather than violence actually being violence, right? I mean, there is actual violence that takes place and that is, that is, you know, that's out of sight, out of mind most of the time. But if you say something they don't like, then that's what you're inciting violence. That's how screwed up this world's gotten is, is to the point where, it actually is all upside down now is that when violence isn't violence and words are violence and speech isn't, uh, you know, and, and when you say something, it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and when you, you go against their, their, and they always say, well, that's my truth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You know, you, when someone says that, you know there's a problem. Well, it goes right back to what I was leader. talking about with Jesus, too. And it, that's yeah, my ex- God. That's my Jesus. Oh, right. your Jesus. Yeah. Oh. How about the Jesus of the Bible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Let's let's talk about that Jesus, not the right. ascended master Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they have their truth, their, their way, truth. and their life. But Jesus mm-hmm. says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Exactly. No one goes to the Father except through him. And Jesus said that That's God it. created them male and female, did he not? Exactly. I mean, he yeah. did not leave a third through 62nd gender in there. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it is it is two. And that's what yeah. Jesus said. OK, so <laughs> when, when, okay. when you when, when people say, what did Jesus say or what would Jesus do? I mean, the, the, he's already talked about that. He already mentioned <laughs> he already brought that up and he made it crystal clear on what God's Amen. plan was and what he did. And so, yeah, I, I you know, it's amazing how things have gotten twisted so far. And the fact that these people will try to use Jesus and try to use faith to prove their point. When they do that, they're just exposing themselves as complete lunatics on the subject. They don't even understand it. You know, you see, you guys know those, the people who built the, uh, built the, um, the Georgia Guidestones. Right, there was like a religion. Certain people that I was watching some videos about it, see what their their beliefs were, and they were they were uh, interviewing this one woman who was part of that group that went along with those stones, with the stones taught, and basically they believe in Jesus. Oh, that yeah, we love Jesus. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, how's that? And you know, she says she goes, Jesus was a regular man that became a god. I was like, all right. That's that's what you. That's your Jesus. Okay, yeah. like, my uh, Jesus has always been a god. Is that yeah. like Nimrod, who became a mighty man? Yeah. Jesus became a mighty god. Yeah, uh, so I don't think it worked yeah. that way. No, that's not how it no. works. So that's her Jesus, right? You got they got yeah. the Muslims. They have Isa. All right, and he's basically it's 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 messed up. He's just so you, you think Jesus is important. You think all these other religions throughout the world, Jesus is important? You know. Well, yeah, that just goes to show you we we are on the right track. Okay, they're trying to shut us all down now. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> After I got that strike, <laughs> I'm a little bitter, man. <laughs> because I, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's dangerous. What it is, yeah. it's dangerous. You know, um, Michael, did you put you put something in our private chat? Why would anyone get a credit card that puts a carbon limit on yourself? Isn't that crazy? I was going to mention that. I was like, it's dual black. It's the, the only people that card. need that are like John Kerry, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Let's be honest, would, the ones who have the he, private jets. He'd be broke in like five minutes. Yeah, man. yeah. He's like, he goes to the store and he's like, I, this thing's not working. It's like, did you yeah. fly here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It really is. I mean, when you see stuff like that, it's like, man, this world, it's... It, it, Lord forgive me, but I, I'm not recommending this movie. But the, if anyone's ever seen the the movie Idiocracy, I watched it back when I was younger, and uh, it's just it's like prophetic. <laughs> it's come to life. This whole yeah. this whole country is just turning into this big, absolute comical joke, and the whole world is seeing it. No joke, man. Yeah, and, and the world kind of going that way. But man, America is leading the pack. It's it's you know. It's 
banner of crazy high and it's going full force into the wind, you know? Yeah, it's with nice. pride. With pride. <laughs> a pride flag. Yeah, they're very just proud. running it through. They're yeah. very proud. Yeah. They're very, they're very proud, proud of being going proud into of being the crazy with their flags. Mm. I mean, that's yeah. but you know what? Pride goes before the fall. Amen. So yeah, we're, we're seeing the pride happen before the the, the basically the, the wrath is poured out. Let's be honest. Exactly. Because look at this cannot last forever. God is not going to allow this to happen forever. Okay. Mm. There is going to be a point. Where where God says it's time, and the and then the the wrath will start to get it pulled out, uh, poured out, and then the full measure of His wrath will get poured out one day. And I'm telling you, it's on those people who continue to not repent, who continue to go down that path, and that's why we are not susceptible to that wrath. We are not going to go through that wrath. We are not going to feel His wrath on us. Because we are his children. They yeah. are not Amen. his children. Okay? They are not. We are his children. They are not. There is a we and a, there is a they in the Bible. We yeah. escape. They have sudden destruction come upon them. Yep. The sons of disobedience, right? The sons of disobedience. They are their father, the devil. So, Amen. Yep. yep. Yeah, America is definitely corporately under judgment right now. I totally believe that. And it's obvious. You know, this isn't a good time for us right now. Could God have stopped that whole mess a couple of years ago in 2020? Yeah, he could have stopped that, but he didn't. Because he knew this had to happen. Because in order to usher in the seven-year tribulation, America had to go down. And I'm, I know it's hard for everybody watching. It's hard for me. He's seen something so great and so wonderful. All of a sudden, just start to just fall apart at the seams, you know. And just, just, and and and, and all the godless people. I keep going. These godless people, you know, they they get these platforms. They can do whatever they want now. And of course, you being a you being a good person, you go help those homeless people and so you give them a bottle of water. You get thrown in jail because you don't have a permit, you know, stuff like that. Okay, or it's getting is. It's, some places it's just becoming illegal to preach the word. You can't even go on the can't even go on the streets hardly anymore and try to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. you know that's a big one. Okay, you're yeah. getting arrested because you're annoying people. Really? Okay, yeah, so the guy burned it. the guy mm-hmm. burned that building down, breaking windows. He's not annoying nobody. But if you walk around the Bible and saying Jesus loves you, you're annoying people. You're getting arrested. So that you know you can't keep. We cannot keep this yeah, up for thirty more years. Yeah, me okay, too. when it's that bad, and we are basically the last light left in this world outside of Israel, and I know Israel, people have different feelings about that. You have your dark Israel, and you believe in Israel. I get that. But America is pretty much like the last Mohicans, man. Once America goes down, the tribulation is coming. Or, you know, pretty much is almost already here. A real good example of that, you know, we're talking about climate change. I just realized something. You guys ever hear that app called Life 360? Where I have it, me and my family have it on our phone. Yes, so we can we track each other where mm-hmm. we're at and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was looking at I, I never really looked at the app a whole lot, but I decided to look at it today. And basically it says here is like it shows like high anytime I was doing high speeds, hard braking, rapid accelerations and stuff like that. It keeps track of all that stuff. Oh. I was like 
that would actually track how much carbon emissions I'm putting out. Mm-hmm. I'm driving mm-hmm. my car. If I nail, if I step on the gas, that's a lot more emissions. Good point. Yeah. I was like, huh? How about yeah? That? Yeah. So yeah. Like all the track you anywhere, can't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 They really can't. It's like those insurance companies that are like, oh, you put this little tracker chip in here, and we watch how you drive. We'll give you some money off your bill. So people are like, yeah, let's do this, you know. But really, they're just tracking you. Getting data, some metrics, analytics. Are they just building like this this AI to like <laughs> track like, track and monitor and basically Skynet. shoot out these error reports on people? It and does seem it, that way. It, it feels like that. That's it what they're does. building it for. It, 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 yeah. they're, they're building it for the ultimate monitoring system, and then mm-hmm. they can immediately contact your credit card company or whatever and say, "Cut them off," or your bank, or whatever, or PayPal, or. Whoever it may be, he says yeah. this guy is, has basically gone against your terms and conditions that you just updated two Cut hours ago. Cut him um, off. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? I mean, it, it feels like the AI is like watching, you know, or at least they're building it to watch, right? Yeah. Accumulate exactly. all this data and process just, you know, gigabytes worth and terabytes worth of data on each pe- on each, each person so that they can come up with algorithms to predict what you're going to do so that they can have the, the future police come and get you like minority report. Mm-hmm. Right? Thought crime. Yeah. It's crazy. Crime. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Oh, Lord help us. If we sit very long enough, become a reality because you're right. Machine learning with these new quantum computers and the things they're able to do and the huge, just massive data centers they have around the United States that just keeps, you know, just, levels of storage data that, you know, you think you have a six terabyte drive or something like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, they have in the numbers I can't even pronounce anymore, you know, so they're keeping track of, yeah, they're, they're keeping track of everything. Exobots. Yeah. Yeah. What petaflops or whatever. It just keeps (laughs) going and going. They have everything. And um, people don't realize that, that, we unfortunately are predictable in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. we all like sheep have gone astray, you know, so we have mm-hmm. these, these ridiculous tendencies in our old man and our flesh and our nature that we want to deviate certain ways. And they just really how they honed it down to a science on how to yeah. ensnare and trap people's minds. It's, it's crazy. Well, Revelation chapter 13 cannot buy or sell unless he has the mark. Okay. You know, this is also a, uh, preluding or setting everything up for the social credit score system that's coming in from China. Okay, they're going to be setting up over here. It's already kind of moving already. And I was watching this one video about how how strict the system is going to be. And basically, the system is going to be so strict, but yet it's going to... It's kind of like the algorithms now here on YouTube. You can fool the algorithm. You can say different words and be able to carry on a conversation without triggering any, you know, wrong words. We know the right words to say. Well, the algorithm for the uh, social credit score system, I'm watching this video about how it works in other countries they're using, like China and stuff like that. And basically, if, for example, let's say I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be blacklisted, all right? So I'm sitting at a light, and hopefully I'm still driving my car. And you got someone that comes along who's a really good citizen. I mean, great score and everything. And basically, the system sees us basically as like a, like I'm talking about that life 360, right? It sees you going around the, on the uh, 
there's roads and stuff like that moving around. Even if I'm walking, if I'm walking, it sees me moving. All right. So let's say you your your symbol comes up to my symbol on this road, which is that light. Okay. And for some reason, if something happens where that light takes longer, or like an emergency vehicle goes by or something, they see you next to me. I'm the bad guy. I'm against the government, and you're for the government. But they see you right next to me for too long. The algorithm's going to think that you're talking to me and you're agreeing with me. So guess what? It's going to lower your score. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a visit from the from the police when you get home, or probably get pulled over. Okay, but that's how their algorithm is going to work, and that's what their algorithm's been doing. So it's been nailing people who are supposed to be good citizens just because they're next to somebody who's not a good citizen. Okay, so that's how flawed the system is. But they don't care because, according to the Georgia Guidestones and according to the uh, the Albert Pike setters and everything else like that, we know they want everything. They want everything down to 500 million people. So they could truly care less if the algorithm makes a mistake or what, or your score drops, even though you're still a good citizen. Do you think I mean, that's, that, that's one of the reasons why that Bible verse that Greg showed earlier is, is going to happen, that people are going to start turning up on their on family members and so forth and mm-hmm. accusing them and be like, hey, my credits, my, my, my score should be good. It's that guy over there. Who's that guy? Oh, that's my dad. Yeah, well, He's you know the one you need to go go after, right? <laughs> that's a great, you know, that's a great point, Kevin. Because what if you got a great score and you're living in a house with somebody who doesn't have a good score? Yeah, that guy's score is going to bring your score up. Oh, hey, get rid of him! I don't want to live in here with me. I'm going right. to make some lines up about it so the police come and get him. Yeah, you know, see how that's all working. Right? Out? Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no, no. I, I'm in the inside. I'm an informant. So yeah, go yeah. this is the guy you want. Oh, yeah. that's just my dad and my mom. You know, take I kind of, I thought it was going to happen with, uh, you know, the whole jibber thing, the V, yeah. you know, that whole thing of turning people in, uh, you right. know, having taken. I mean, listen, that could still come down the road as well, down, sure, sure, on the pike. But uh, yeah, that that I really thought was on its way. Back We're not wearing back. a mask in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, speaking of which. <laughs> What? They're which. inside the roadhouse. No, no, no. They're not wearing a mask. They're Careful what me, you say. It's making me feel unsafe. I know. It's Speaking of which, uh, talking I about know. the whole thing to the arm, have you guys noticed now that all these advocates, these people that have been pushing this whole thing over the last two, three years, especially celebrities, you guys notice the amount of celebrities who are dying now? Yeah. Unexpectedly. And they don't know why. You know, you notice how the death rates are going up now. All these unexplained deaths now. Remember, I said that in my video, what a year ago, right about in the twenty two, beginning twenty twenty three. You're gonna start seeing a lot of celebrities start passing away, and a lot of people just start dying for some unknown reason, weird reasons, okay, that didn't have any health issues. And now look what's happening. Yeah. People are starting to pass away now. I'm seeing so many celebrities. It's getting crazy now. I mean, they're just dropping like flies now. Yeah. You know, the vaccine is effective, and <laughs> it's yeah, effective. It's great. I'll tell you, it's effective. It, it, we all know what it's effective for, and um, you know that's that's good. That's about <laughs> as far as we can go on the YouTube channel. But it's uh, yeah. it's it's very effective in what it's planned to do. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out.
Yeah. Well, you listen to Bob. He's like, I already know that I'm blacklisted, so I'm taking you guys down with me. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. Bob, you know, we're all going to go. Let's all go down together. That's fine with me. Get ready to rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, Bob, I think you're a little, little salty right now. Uh, hey, which I'm better, you, a little better. Yeah, which you really kind of should be at this point because you weren't even the one who said those things that got your video uh, <laughs> striked. So, so whatever. Uh, I, I don't think terrible. it was me that said that. No, it wasn't for once. It was me that said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a guess. Somebody used a broad, a broad, uh, broad, broad, and selections and stuff like that in there. <laughs> Oh, it right. wasn't me. No, don't blame me, Aaron. It wasn't me. Michael wasn't on that one. Yeah. It wasn't I feel me. safe. It's all I'm right. We're not now. posting any blame to our guests. It's okay. We haven't said anything um, against the terms and conditions tonight yet. So um, we're, 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 you know, no, we're skating. You just, you just did. I did? You said terms. You said oh, terms and conditions. I'm not allowed to say terms and conditions. You can't say terms and conditions. You can't refer to the term. That's dangerous. You can't say <laughs> refer to the terms and conditions. You shouldn't. You shouldn't stress. He was in the chat saying, "Be careful, Greg." And it's like, actually, we we haven't we we haven't said anything yet that's against nope. the terms and nope. conditions. Uh, we were very careful. We know yeah. by now we've we're we've been good. we've down down this road before. Yes, we have, and it was um and so it was a guest that we had on that. Did. So for those in the chat, just by the way, who are accusing everybody on this panel. Um, we, we've we've actually gotten pretty good. Even Bob Barber himself will go up to the line and no further. And uh, but he, but Bob, you routinely take it to the line, which I I actually yeah. support line. you doing that. I'll go to that line. I'll spit over that line. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> he like if, if you won't dip line. your toe over the line, you'll just like put your you'll put your leg over and your your foot will hover. Mm-hmm. It's like walking on eggshells here. Yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, that's hilarious. It's always it's a journey so with Bob Barber. Yeah, the fact that it's, it's getting tougher and tougher now to share information. Yeah, it's, it's getting tougher, and tougher. How longer? How much longer will it be before our work is basically take just doing um, underground churches? All right, and it's great that we can sit and do this stuff, but you know, the majority of the world is underground churches. You know, we're lucky to be here in America holding on still. But, you know, that's, you know, it's a slippery slope right now, even for us now. It is. You know, hey, Greg, take that, take that uh, question right now from Caesar at Bob. Why huh? would we go underground when all the churches are shut down? Where's that go? Where's that question at? It's in the uh, starred section. Listen, why would we go underground if all the churches are... Oh, here it is. Why would we... Here you go. That it? Yeah, that's the one. Why would we go underground when the churches are shut down? That's why we go underground. Because the churches are shut down. Mm-hmm. Underground <laughs> yeah. meaning we don't go underground. We just, you know, get togethers and homes. I wonder know. if he thinks that you actually meant under, under the ground. Under the ground. Like in the bunker or something like, like that. Yeah, like you've dug out something and you've gone like down into it, and now you have an assembly there under the ground. Well, they even they they, they already thought ahead about that because they got burned on that. So this is why they did the whole COVID thing, where they're like, okay, you can only have like six people in your home. You know, it's, it's, it's recommended. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can. Uh, we've already seen people try to do that stuff here in the, here in the states, and it usually what happens. It's a good thing, but it's just what happens. You you get a group together, more and more people start talking about it. Before you know it, your house is filled with people, and then your neighbors are complaining. And you know what? Those police will rush over the right away to break that thing up. Mm-hmm. All right. If you, yeah. if now, if you don't go over there, you're worshiping a fish or something like that. Yeah, you know, oh, it's okay. That's all right. Long side yeah. the Jesus stuff. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> you know, but anything to do our Lord and Savior. Oh man, I mean, we already yeah. saw that. We already said we already saw what they did. Those ridiculous uh, displays of just you know during uh during the last between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two during the shutdowns. I mean, it was just obvious. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting ready. I mean, they're, they're basically see who's going to be, you know, who's going to be the troublemakers, who are going to, wh- wh- how are they going to, you know, react to this? Who's going to do the underground churches and stuff like that? You know, my goodness. You know, how great is it going to be, everybody, when that trumpet goes off? Oh. We don't have to do this no more. Oh, we can walk around, time. walk around the streets. And you know, streets of heaven, and you know what? Songs break out everywhere. And people mm. just start songs and praise, and you jump into one song and another song, and it's just instruments going everywhere. It's just praising our Lord and Savior everywhere you go. It's just gonna be absolutely incredible. Yep. No more censorship, none more, no more of that stuff. Uh, no man. more no more dangerous talk. No more yeah. no more. You know, no more walking on eggshells. No more none of that. It's. It, mm-hmm. I mean, we want to deal with masks. We want to deal with mandates or lockdowns or origins of things or anything like that or fraud or anything like that. And yeah. I didn't say fraud of what. I just said fraud. Um, so, <laughs> but the point. Yeah, is, I don't know, Kevin. Oh, dang it! Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey! I just said the word fraud. I mean, it could be fraud of a credit card. I'm going to have to download this video. I'm probably going to edit it. I'm talking about personal information fraud is what I'm saying. Like you want to deal with those, have to, you know, pay $9.99 a month for someone to protect your identity, for example. (laughs) Uh, Jesus is going to give you a new name. Uh, Think about all the things that are promised to us uh, and and what we will experience when that trumpet blasts, Bob. The ultimate life lock. All yeah, that is the <laughs> ultimate life lock. That yeah, you, and you don't even it doesn't even cost you nine ninety nine a month. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just uh, it, it's it's Bob. I am looking forward to that day when the perfect comes, as Greg says. That is the day that I'm looking forward to because all the cares of this world are going to be left behind. And right now, we can actually you know overcome those things by the Holy Spirit, because even though we've talked about an hour plus of just (laughs) the stuff that's going on in this world, we still have the peace. We Mm -hmm. still have the peace that passes the understanding of all those things. It it, it surpasses it. It overpasses it. It encompasses it, and it basically diminishes the cares already. But, But consider not even being physically in it anymore. I mean, yeah. that is, uh, and in the presence of the Lord and being as holy as he is, being like no, him, no, no. 
I mean, oh. sinless, not have to worry about the, the striving of the flesh and the spirit anymore. No more battle going on there. I mean, Amen. Lord, the Lord has just that alone is enough. Right. Yes. <laughs> Amen. I think about that all the time. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You know, only he can deliver us from this, this body of death. Right. And I'm Amen. so excited. I can't wait for that blessed hope that day. And it just shows you why they hate us so much because oh. the worthless shepherd wants to come here and he wants to control that spirit of antichrist wants to control from fear. Right. And we don't operate in a spirit of fear, but of, of love and a power of a sound mind. So we follow the true shepherd, the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and they hate that, you know, they can't, you know, no mandates or anything can really apply because it doesn't matter. And if anyone ever wants to see the power of God's Holy Spirit working through us, read the Fox's Book of Martyrs. The level of censorship and trials, tribulations, and sufferings of the body, and to see how God shows up to deliver those people. It's, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be delivered from the circumstance they're currently in, but their soul is saved and he pulls them into heaven. And many of the testimonies of those who went, you know, to the firing squad, so to speak, you know, had that blessed hope and they were able to sing and rejoice in the face of death, you know, things that would make people tremble in their boots, you know, and the power of the spirit was so strong that many people came to the executioners even came to the knowledge of the truth in Jesus Christ mm. because of that. And I think that is so awesome. Ah, oh, Kevin, I'm that uh, man. I just can't wait. I get so excited thinking about it, that. It gets everybody amped up who, who can see that, yes. that day approaching. Right. I mean, but for those who are, who are, who are going to be left behind, they have a different story. You know, they're going to need to come around and hopefully, yeah. They will, and we know that many, many will. And, um, you know, there's going to be witnesses here, two witnesses, 144,000 that are going to be witnessing, angels preaching the everlasting gospel, warning people not to take the mark, and, of course, the testimony of the rapture itself, which Mm -hmm. is a public event. And Bob's spoken about that many times, that it's a public event and that people are going to, 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 to know that something big has happened and they're going to have to figure out what that truth is. And uh, there's going to be plenty of rapture drives left behind uh, for people to know uh, what, what the truth is. Uh, my hope is, and I think Greg has said this as well, is that we'd love for it to be on an uptime broadcast and have us poof gone and, and have it on, on record uh, right mm-hmm. here in video so that uh, they'd be like, wait a minute, this was live. They did not splice this. They did not edit it. They were there, and then they were gone. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it you just continues the roll. Greg? Uh, you, you can see them. Yeah, go. let's go through them. Go ahead. Because we have questions here. We have this one here and this one here from Caesar. Pretty much the same. It says, uh, he said, D23 says, does Bob think we have still have to 2024? And Caesar says, so you pastors uptime think that the tribulation is about to begin at the end of this year or the following year, 2023. So basically, they're both asking if the tribulation is going to begin. I don't know. I, oh. I just don't know. None of us know. Aaron told me to get the book. Yeah. <laughs> we, certainly see everything ramping up to, we certainly see everything <laughs> ramping up right now. It would make sense to me. 
that the rapture would take place sometime between now and this month. It makes perfect. It would be perfect if it happened that way. But I have been fooled before. <laughs> so we don't know. We may go all the way to the end of this thing. You know, the uh, the the Bible talks about the rapture, resurrection. What's a rapture? Hard pod. So we, you are removed out of the way forcefully before something, right before something hits you. Right. Because you are right there at the edge of danger. Okay. So can it get a lot worse here? You bet it can. It can definitely get it. Just expect it to get worse. Okay. Yeah. So in case it doesn't, great. But... Yeah. Just expect, I mean, that's the way I am. You don't have to be this way, folks. But I'm just expecting the worst. I'm just waiting for somebody to kick down my door. That's what I'm always waiting yeah. for. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole you know? the, the whole end here is like comparative to a woman giving birth, right? Who, who's travailing and who gives birth. And so there's birth pangs and there's, uh, you know, and, and it continues to get more intense, as the time comes before the baby is born. So, I mean, I, I got to believe, I mean, reading through the book of Revelation, things do not get better before they, before they get better. They get worse before they get better. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and Tessa just said it, the worst is yet to come. It's yep. true. And we are seeing this downward spiral. We are, we, we are living through it right now. It's an amazing time to be alive and witness this this destruction and the, the destructive attitude and the destructive path that this world is going down. And the fact is, is that they're going to be looking for, they're looking for a savior. They're looking for someone to write the, write this mess. Cause this world is, is driving itself into a deeper mess. Let's be honest. These last couple of years, the world's done it to themselves. I mean, they're the ones who have, have just, have, Sped up the the destruction of the world. <laughs> okay. Well, amen. They're, they're doing it to themselves. They're not giving themselves doing themselves any favors. They're doing this on purpose. And uh, Satan's plan uh, is 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 being manifested, but it's but it's ultimately God's plan. And Satan is basically playing his part. And the the thing is that Satan continues to this day to believe that he could overcome that. And that he could ascend to the to the heights, but when he gets thrown down here, Bob, he is going to be really, really upset. Yeah, uh, I mean, it says that he he knows that he has a little time left because he knows he's going to get thrown into a pit. He knows that he's going to get chained, but is he's so egotistical and so narcissistic about himself that he thinks he can overcome that somehow? And if he can just bring as, as many people as he can, it's just it's just a sad state of affairs this world is in right now. And I'm telling you that the only thing that's going to happen is it's going to get worse until Jesus yeah. comes back and, and establishes his kingdom here on earth. Yeah. Amen. It makes you wonder if uh, Satan getting thrown down is that reality check that finally, mm. you know, cause all that pride for all this time. And it's like, um, I'm going to do it, you know? And then all of a sudden he's like, ah, you get slapped. <laughs> Yeah, I remember he he doesn't like, have access to to the to the throne. He doesn't have yeah. access to the third heaven anymore ever for mm-hmm. eternity after that point. He never gets to go back up there. I mean, when yeah, he's he thrown down, which a lot of people believe is at the midpoint of the tribulation mm-hmm. in the midpoint of the seventieth week, when he gets thrown down after that war 
and he loses that war and gets tossed down, he never gets to go back up again. And that's why the angels say, woe to those who were on the earth, because the devil has come down to you and he knows he has a short time. Yeah, that's right. It's like got real, you know, for him, at least. And I, I guess <laughs> I think this question here is uh, for Greg. I don't know Greg yeah, kept on saying what, about they need, they, they need to repent. They need to repent. Okay, but we're talking about the tribulation, people in the tribulation, I believe. So it says, why, it says, why do you say we need to continually to repent? I don't think that's what uh, I don't think that's what Greg was talking about. I didn't about. hear those words out of Greg's mouth. No, yeah, that, uh, that didn't come from me. That may have been someone in the chat uh, okay, who was okay. saying that. But I think there was something that Kevin also mentioned a while back about the people of the world don't repent. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I think they're referring to. You can uh, you can correct us if we're wrong, truth through Christ, but I believe right. they're referring to what Kevin was talking about a while back, uh, early in the program, about how the world doesn't repent. We were referring to Romans chapter 1 specifically. Yeah. And uh, listen, if if, you know, even Revelation talks about this, that even with all of the judgments coming down at that time, they still refuse to, to have a change of mind right, toward, right. toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I mean, it's unfathomable to me to think that even after all this is done, said and done with the church age, even then, when all the judgments are even present and all the stuff, the supernatural is colliding with the natural, mm-hmm. even then people still refuse. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show you where where the hardened hardened heart is toward God, toward His people, uh, toward His people, toward uh, toward His glory, and it's really really sad to think that because. But if you think about it, if if the fallen angels can be that way, man can be that way too. Yeah, there's there's nothing to stop man from having a hardened heart toward the Lord, no matter what, and uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this the. the Hell, uh, you know, Hades, the, the fire, uh, the lake of fire, this was all reserved for the enemy, mm-hmm. uh, all reserved for fallen angels, for the devil and his angels. Uh, and you're just going to go along with him. That's it. You, you, you don't want to you don't want to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I say submit, this is this is about really coming to understanding what real love is, the love of mm-hmm. truth. This is not mm-hmm. submitting to some uh, evil dictator, folks. And uh, so it, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I mean, I was once lost. I'm now found. Uh, I, I was Amen. one of the reprobate mind. I'm no longer that way because I chose to let Jesus into my, my life, into my heart. And um, yeah. so, yeah, the repentance comes after that. I mean, it's a, it's a godly sorrow. That just comes over you, but there's a joy to it too. It's so hard to explain because it's an, an overwhelming amount of emotions that all happen at once. But most of it is love that I had never felt before. Mm-hmm. And we know great. that it, it, it constantly uh, the godly sorrow is a good thing to have. The Bible says in Ephesians four thirty, "Do not uh, do not uh, I can't think of it. I know see the day of redemption. Now I can't believe I'm actually drawing a blank about that verse. Uh, do not do not uh, offend the Holy Spirit for which you've been sealed to the day of redemption. Not offend, but do not uh, 
What's that word? I just drew a blank. Grieve. Don't don't grieve the you spirit. Grieve yeah, the grieve. Holy Spirit, which would you have been sealed until the day of redemption. So you grieve the Holy Spirit. That's attack of the enemy. I can't recall a certain verse. But uh yeah, so we're not saved by our repentance. I mean, we are saved by repentance, metanoia, which means a change of mind. The moment we believe, we repent. We changed our mind. We we say, Hey, you know what? I can't make it heaven on my own. I do need a Lord and Savior. I do need I do need my Savior Jesus Christ. I do need his blood to make it to heaven. Okay? I can't do it without Jesus Christ. I all right, I have to accept that wonderful gift our Heavenly Father has provided through us for His Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's repentance. That's metanoia. That's the change of mind. Okay? Now, if you want to apply godly sorrow to yourself as you're moving along to keep yourself in check, by, please, by all means, do that. Okay? That's where we grieve the Holy Spirit. So anytime you sin, those are the bumper zones that keep you in place. Okay? So... That is what, um, so he says here, why do we need to continually repent? Well, we repented once with our change of mind and we're sealed to the day of redemption. We're saved by grace, we're saved by grace through faith, not of works. All right, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. All right. So there's a continual repentance, but like Greg said, it's a godly sorrow where we grieve. It's just that bumper zone that keeps you, you know, hey, you're doing something bad here. Make the correction. Hey, too far to the left, too far to the right. You need to get back in the center. Okay. So, but you're not saved by your continual works of repentance. No. Okay. You know, God doesn't accept if you go to the judge and say, Hey, I'm sorry for doing the crime. Okay, it's great, but you still got to pay the fine. You still got to go to jail. All right. You can say you're sorry all day long, right? Right, Michael? You can say you're sorry all day long. Amen. You can say sorry till you're blue in the face, but I mean, yeah, so you can, it, I, that's what the law judge. dictates. <laughs> I'm repenting, it, judge. I'm repenting. I'm so sorry. Ooh. I was like, yep, you yeah. still got to pay the fine. Yeah, that's an eye opener for, for me and a lot of people. I'm sure that when I, the Holy Spirit led me into that truth that, hey, you know, obviously we feel a godly sorrow, which works to repentance, right? Because we've sinned against God. But that saying sorry in itself isn't what saves you, right? It's the faith and the finished work that he did for us that saves us. And like what uh, Greg was saying, I mean, I was like, wow, that's so crazy because I was reading Ephesians to my family today in uh, Ephesians 3.17. And he was talking about it and I was about how he just felt the love of God and the Lord into his heart. And, you know, some people... And by granted, you know, you can have a prayer and ask the Lord into your heart and believe in faith and be saved. But we see right here in Ephesians 3.17 that that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So we receive him into us through the faith, grounded in him. And, oh, man, it's just so awesome. And like Greg said, I, I'll never forget, and not as long as I live, and that day— when the Lord changed and moved into my life and it truly was a love that is intangible. It's, it's un, it's, you can't articulate it. It is almost like being hugged by God, you know, being carried. It was the greatest feeling and experience I've ever had. And I'll never forget that day. Mm. Amen. Amen. Let's see what we got here. Crunch date says question for Bob. Well, based for the panel, so I see the Antichrist will come from the WEF. I look at 
Yovel Noah Harari. Also, he's a Jewish wonder if he is from the tribe of Dan. I think Kevin has the answer to all that. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, guys go back, yeah. don't you? Hold on. I, which, which verse says the Antichrist comes from the, we, the WEF? I mean, is that the first opinion, 6 to 12? I mean, I don't know what that is. But uh, um, in addition to that, uh, the Jewish wonder, I mean, uh, I'm under the assumption the Antichrist, the Assyrian, he's, he's a Gentile. I don't believe that the Antichrist from from the tribe of Dan. I've heard about that theory that Dan is the, the tribe and this and that. But I mean, I think that's just junk theory. But, um, you know, this all this talk about this guy, I mean, you know, who knows what ultimately is going to come. But Jesus said there's going to be many false messiahs. And, uh, you know, this is just this is just like the beginning of sorrows. So, uh, you know, I mean, expect a thousand more just like this guy, I would I would say, <laughs> you know, I mean, I would say that, that every group has their own messiah. And he, he, he they, even these Jewish people. Rabbis have done this. They, they've had somebody else before, and then they've promoted him, and that guy goes away, and then they get another one, and this and that. And it's like, oh, but he does miracles and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they all have. I mean, and it's gonna. There's gonna be even more lying signs and wonders to come. So, uh, you know, I just uh, the, the Antichrist has not been revealed yet. Okay, <laughs> the, the Antichrist, the unknown unknown person, and the Antichrist is revealed when after. The rapture, resurrection, after the rapture, resurrection. So, we when does not... the rapture happen, Kevin? Well, the rapture happens on December. I'm sorry, on, yeah, <laughs> on the is. day of the rapture. Yeah. Uh, but I, but listen, I have, I do have a theory that I could bring up now um, because I actually have thought about this, and Bob and Steve L have both spurred me on to consider this because they both have been ringing in my ear uh, about the days are shortened, Kevin, the days are shortened. And uh, even though, but what's interesting though, is that the days are not lessened. The days are shortened. And Bob was very astute in, in, in basically pointing that out, saying that a third of the day is going to be shortened so that, uh, but the number of days are going to stay the same, but the days that are shortened are just going to be 16-hour days instead of 24-hour days. So yeah. when you look at our calendar, when it goes out forever, basically what our calendar does, it, it, it's always 24-hour days. So even though, yes, there's going to be 2,520 days for a seven-year period of time, some of those days are actually going to be shortened so that there will be 16 hours long, which means that our calendar of 25, 20 days is actually not going to, it's going to be too long. And Bob's mentioned this a, a, a few times and saying, you got to actually subtract those number of days because even though it's going to be actually 2,520 days, some of those days are going to be less time. And so if you continue to count out 24-hour days, you've gone too far. And so Steve and I were talking about this. And what we really don't know, though, Bob, is when those days are shortened. When exactly does the fourth trumpet sound? 
And if we could actually pinpoint when the fourth trumpet is sound, uh, and then we would know when the days are actually shortened. And then from that time frame, we could figure out how long it is to basically get to the end. And then we could figure out how many days are actually lopped off so that we could determine uh, when the start of the tribulation can be. And then if you take the, the Daniel 8 verse, which talks about the daily being taken away uh, up until the point where the abomination of desolation is set up is 1,290 days. And we know that the midpoint of the tribulation is the abomination of desolation because both Jesus, Daniel, and Paul mentioned that and say that it's at the midpoint. And so if you count back 1,290 days, that's basically 30 days before the beginning of Daniel's 70th week. So is that alluding to the rapture happening 30 days before the yeah. beginning? Ooh, and yeah. if the fourth trump if the fourth trumpet sounds at the midpoint of the tribulation, and that's when the days are shortened, Bob, well, guess what? <laughs> 30 days before the tribulation would start, based on a 2028 fall return of Christ, brings you to December the 20th. <laughs> yeah. And December the go. 20th, Bob, is a Tuesday. <laughs> How about that? Next week. It's one week from today. So oh, that's a great, that's great. calculations. <laughs> we came up with December 20th. <laughs> I could see many people using this clip now to take it away. That's out of great. Context. But, you know, you guys, that is that. But hold on. That is let me just take a disclaimer here. Bob, yes. Because I don't disclaimer. Want to disclaimer. Heaven said the day of the rapture is on December the 20th. It is on the Dece- it is on December the twentieth if the daily means the rapture in that context in that verse and the fourth trumpet is being sounded at the midpoint of the tribulation and the fig tree generation started in nineteen forty eight and basically finishes off in the fall of twenty twenty eight. If all those things are true, then yes. But you know what? I don't know if any of those things are true. So that's why yeah. I can't say that the day of the rapture is on that day. But you know, mm-hmm. but, but but Greg, you have my quote. The quote still stands. The rapture will be on the day of the rapture. We will put that in stone if we have to. <laughs> you know what the funny no, thing is? Um, Here it no, says, Kevin said it. I'm telling everyone. Okay. That's, <laughs> you know that saying about uh, Jesus said, no man knows a day or hour. Okay. All right. And, you know, and we talked about that before. That's that's alluding to of that day. That's the end of the thousand year millennial reign. And then when the earth is firm, fervent heat of that day, that my only no one knows. Nobody knows that hour but my father in heaven. OK, he says. But, a, but you know, if you want to point at the rapture resurrection, that couldn't have been it because Jesus was addressing who the body of Christ, Apostle Paul at that time. He was a, it was addressed to the twelve apostles and the Jews mm-hmm. of that day. No one knows, and I always got me thinking, like, well, what was he talking about then? If it's not the rapture resurrection, because I always heard that. Like, well, when, as soon as the tribulation starts, you can count seven years and know exactly the day Jesus returns. Okay, mm-hmm. it turns out no, it doesn't quite work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jesus told them, "No man knows a day or hour of his return." That's the second return to the earth. So you don't know what day or hour those clouds are going to crack open and he's going to come down to the armies of heaven, take you and put you in the position. Are you sheep or a goat at that point? 
Mm. Okay. So when I talked about that video, if the days are shortened at the end, like you're saying they're coming, they can be shortened by a month. They can be shortened by two months. They can be shortened by 15 days. They can right. be shortened by six months and 17 days. We don't know. Okay. Right. So when Jesus told them, no man knows a day or hour, he was blatantly talking about, probably talking about his return. Because yeah. if the days are shortened, you don't know when he's going to return. Well, when you consider when the days are shortened, I mean, you're talking about shortening it by one third. If it's in the middle of the tribulation, you're actually lopping off a full year. It's yeah. 420 days. And so mm-hmm. you're talking about less than six years of our calendar for, for, for 2,520 days, which is weird to think of. But, I mean, it, the, the earlier the days are shortened, the more time you have to lop off. And so mm-hmm. it, it becomes an interesting uh, little conundrum here. And, and, and uh, I, you know, whether or not it, it, we know everything right now, we don't. But, we, but I would say that we're getting very close to if the fig tree generation started in either 1948 or 1949. Oh, and if the generation is 80 years of the max, because there's also other verses in the Bible that talk about, well, it says that, you know, man's destined for 120 years and that's it. And then we, and, 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 and then we, fl- I think, and then the other ones, uh, 80, 70 to years or 80 years if you're strong. And then it says, and then we fly away. I love that part. <laughs> and then we fly I know, away. I'd probably go with that one. Mm. That sounds good to me. <laughs> then we fly away. That That's what really I said to, to Steve when he told me. He's like, well, there is the 120 years. And I said, yeah, but and then he read the 70 and 80 years, and then we fly away. I go, you know what? I'll take that definition. I like that one a lot better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. The thing is, nobody's accepting. It's like, you know, here we are at this time. Nobody's accepting that we got to wait till the next Shemitah cycle. Right. Nobody's accepting that. We're like, you know what? It has to be around us somewhere. It has to be around here somewhere. I'm not accepting the fact that we got to wait to 2029 to get out of here. I'm not yeah. accepting There's something here that's buried here right now that we need to dig it out. You Some find people it. have already given up on the fig tree generation thing because they said, well, that's it. It, it can't go seven. It's more than seven years or whatever. But what they're not taking into account is what was on your video, really, Bob, and that is the days are shortened. At some mm-hmm. point, the days are shortened, so it's not that full period of time. Well, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, Brother Lee Brainerd was saying, you know, it's the prophetic convergence that we're all seeing. It's it, We see all this stuff happening. We see it coming together. And it, it's pretty evident, right, self-evident that what's going on right now is what we're what's spoken of in the Olivet Discourse, mm-hmm. Matthew 24. We're in a time of, uh, you know, times of sorrows, right? The... Uh, Right. Beginning of sorrows. I really, I do believe that. And I believe all of you here do believe that too, because, you know, why else would we be doing this if we didn't? <laughs> that was a question right there in chat right now. Where in the dispensational timeline is the beginning of sorrows? We're in it. We're in it. Yeah. It happens right before the tribulation. And, and, and that's when you see these things happening. Uh, those things are wars, rumors of wars. Earthquakes in diverse places, pestilence, and guess what's coming? Famine. And that's exactly what uh, is the the beginning. Those are just the beginning of sorrows. Because after that is when they start killing people 
and then of course the abomination of desolation happens after that but that's not even yet the end and it continues and it goes goes on so uh ultimately though it really doesn't matter what day the rapture is or if you can calculate it or if you can't calculate it or not as a matter of fact i think that if everyone knew what day the rapture was they would probably i don't know some people would be like doing nothing some people would be going out and witnessing and some people would be going out and carousing and beating up their fellow brethren until that day. <laughs> so I think it's good yeah. that we know yeah. because yeah. it keeps us on our toes. It yes. keeps us continually Amen. looking up and it keeps us having conversations about the imminent return of Christ Jesus into the clouds to bring us with him. Mm-hmm. Well, just just think about it. It's exciting. And um, I actually have an interesting, well, hopefully interesting little story for you. So I was checking my emails one time and I got this little notification from uh, the FedEx or UPS and it was a box. I was like, you know, I asked my wife, I was like, did you order something? She's like, no. And I was like, and I checked it with everyone I knew. And I was like, are you guys sending me something? And they're like, no. And I was so excited. I was so excited about this mystery box, you know, and I was like, Lord, I was, I was like, what could it be? And my mind was going crazy. And I was like, Ooh, what could it be this? Or maybe it's this, you know? And, um, I started sitting there and I was like, wow, I'm getting pretty crazy about this little box. That's coming in the mail. I mean, and my wife was like, all right, Michael, let's, let's calm it down about the box. So I'm sitting there and I'm just the kind of person I'm just always thinking anyways, and I'm growing with excitement. And all of a sudden, I was like, Lord, I I don't want to be not excited. No matter what's in this box, I want to be excited about it. And let's just say that when I open or I actually twist the fates, this box went to a wrong address and I never recovered. <laughs> but <laughs> the point the point was like I found out eventually from my cell phone carrier what the box was it came from them but as soon as i found out what it was kind of like if we knew exactly when the date was it was like all that mystery and excitement and you know that that stimulation of like yeah i wonder what it is it was just dead i was like lord i even prayed and asked (laughs) said i wouldn't get disappointed no matter what it was and here i was disappointed about this box that i never got even because i found out it was this like uh, it was like this cheap little tablet thing that they sent me that was like running mm-hmm. probably like marshmallow or something Android from like 20 years ago, you know, but I was like, that's so crazy. And uh, the Lord kind of used that as a way to, 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 to talk to me and show me how exciting it was, right. To not necessarily know, but just to always be in hopeful expectation of our departure. Yeah, and I think also he he requires us to have faith in him that he has his perfect plan, right? Mm, and that and that we need to rely on him to be perfect and to 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 also fulfill his promises and that we have that that faith and that trust that our God is perfect and that he knows all and that he has a perfect plan and that we are part of that plan. And that, and that he has put us here at this time and he has given us his spirit to be able to see these things. And that we are not like the others who, uh, who are going to 
God's going to send a strong delusion. Why? So that they will believe the lie. I mean, we talked about the hardened hearts earlier, right? I mean, th- th- this that's part of it, right? They they will they ex- they will refuse. They have refused the truth, and they will continue to, to refuse the truth. And so, God will send them a lie to even make them refuse the truth even harder. It's it sounds strange, but that is what He did with Pharaoh as well. Mm-hmm. God hardened his heart, and why? To basically get to the end of that plan, because that plan couldn't have happened. There would no there wouldn't be a firstborn killed right without the pharaoh hardening his heart those many times and that was a typology of course and the passing over when jesus ultimately died for us uh you know many many years later so god's plan doesn't just go day by day he's got it planned out for eternity you know and so when we look at little things like on the calendar there and here we gotta we gotta know that God knows the 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 beginning from the end. Yeah, Amen. As you were stating all that information, Kevin, I was just thinking, like, God is an awesome God. You know, it's just <laughs> he's, got all all out, he's got yeah. all that He's got all that He's figured all those typologies out. He did. You know, he yeah. worked the whole thing out with Joshua, yeah. and he all mm-hmm. worked it all out with uh, with with Jacob, and of course. Uh, he, he figured it all out from the beginning. He figured it out with Noah. He figured it out with Enoch of what typology things were going to be with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace of, of the six and the six and the six and having it seven times hotter and then having Daniel not be a part of that and being set Amen. apart and exalted beforehand. I mean, all of those things point to the pattern uh, that God has, has given and the fact that we actually have those stories and have those words written down for us and we can read those things thousands of years later is just is quite amazing because there's really no other uh, word out there that's like the Bible. You know, there's just not. It, there's just, it just doesn't exist. You, you sure, know, like even like the body of Christ. Long time ago, but, they don't, but they're not many layered and they don't have the impact and they don't have the truth that's in the word, the word has actually been steadfast. Mm-hmm. You know, the body of Christ, the Bible says, has been a mystery since the foundation of the world. It wasn't revealed until after Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and after Israel's fall. Well, Israel's diminished, you know, diminished. Slowly they fell. But the fact that the body of Christ was not revealed until after all that. Right. But you know, it's funny. The, the, the Bible says that the, the, the body of Christ itself officially was hidden but you could see all the typologies and patterns of the body of christ all throughout the old testament mm-hmm. like you talk about uh daniel being set apart okay mm-hmm. enoch taken away you know something um sodom and gomorrah lot in his family being removed you know and so on mm-hmm. so you see all the typologies everywhere Ruth. okay you ever think of satan yeah. you ever think like satan saying like why is god sending people aside all the time doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Oh, well. And he just keeps on moving right along. He doesn't realize that that's going to be your replacement. <laughs> He's like, why do you keep saving these people? Sitting to the side? Why does he show them? Why does he always show them mercy for? And then he punishes these people over here. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, well. Hey, we need to crucify Jesus right away. Let's kill this guy. We know he's going to redeem Israel. And that's fine. 
Okay, we can we can we can keep as long as long as everything is good for us up here. But he didn't realize the Bible says that if they knew who Jesus was, they would not crucify the Lord of yeah. glory. Amen. So if they knew that Jesus was going to purchase the body of Christ and ultimately replace them with yeah. us, they would they his, his whole mentality about that would have changed. You imagine Satan, you know, he he didn't figure it out. The Bible says that Jesus went down to the earth and he just you know pr- pretty much put himself on display. Told him, hey, this is how I defeated you guys. Okay. Can you imagine like Satan if he knew started running to that cross? No, don't. <laughs> you know, he's like, it is finished. <laughs> Satan's like, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know, you put the sign over Jesus said, Jesus, King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Yeah. But Jesus is the King of everything. And so right. they, you know, Satan realize that that he's going to redeem the entire world and that's going to be opened up to anybody who will believe jew and gentile alike then yes then why would he have crucified christ to die for every everybody's sins and to have give eternal life through the resurrection if you believe in him (laughs) and that's all and that's it and it's not through works satan wouldn't have done that i mean but but see, it's it's God always uses Satan for good. Even the most evil, He uses him for for, for to to basically continue to 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 fulfill His plan, God's plan. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's all, it's all on a uh, course. It has to take its course. Um, but He knows He's still He's still sovereign. He's He's in control. You know, he know he's completely in control. He knows what's going on. And right in Psalm two, it says the Lord laughs. He yeah. laughs at these people who think they they have they have it all. They don't. They have nothing. It's all going to come to ruin at some point. I think Greg just wants right. to read Psalms two. That's why I think that's why <laughs> Satan. Yeah. I think, I think that's why Satan hates the gospel of grace. He hates when we teach this gospel because yeah. the gospel of grace represents his defeat. Right. Okay. That represents his defeat. The fact that we are saved by grace through faith, sealed to the day of redemption. Okay, that that represents his defeat. He loves the people that say, "Be like the Israelites and go and do the works to get saved." He loves those people because you're not getting saved. Okay, he's like, "That's what they did before I was defeated." But after I got defeated, this whole grace thing was introduced, so that way people can replace me and all my boys. Okay, that's the gospel of grace. He can't stand it. That's why you have all these people out there encouraging them, hey, be you be the ace, right? You be Jesus. You you pay the price for your sin with all your works. Okay. Right. You you be co-savior with Jesus, like Robert Breaker always says. Okay. Satan mm-hmm. loves yeah. those works people. Sure. He loves them because they're doing his bidding. But he hates anybody that preaches you are saved by grace through faith, not of works. He hates those people and he attacks them. It isn't that isn't that ideology attacked more than any other one. Yes. If you if you preach that, people get angry. Yes, they angry. do. You if know, you know, Bob. Satan hates it. He's he's the opposite of God because he has no mercy. Mm-hmm. He has no love, and he has no mercy, and he has no grace. But that is what God is. God is love. And I think mm-hmm. that's the least reason why he hates awesome. it so much, because he's just the antithesis of who Satan is, and that Satan demands worship. Satan requires you do this and do that, and and 
and worship him in those ways, that you follow the ways of the world, that you, you reject God, that you do these things, whereas God says, believe in me, you eternal life. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that is a, that's just the antithesis, the opposite of what Satan is all about. Um, yeah. And that and, verse right there, um, Greg, is, is, is a perfect example of what, of, of what God's, why God's plan is so much greater than anything that could come against us or the, the, or faith or basically someone being saved or not. Because yeah. it says, but as I'll do my J, best JD for our impression. But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as as it is this day to save much people alive. You created but, the crisis. <laughs> JD. But God. That, that yes. is the, always the key. Is that although you may seem like things are, are against you, and things are pushing you down and whatever, if you are a child of God, you will overcome. You will mm-hmm. get the strength to overcome, and the Holy Spirit will will guide you, and you will continue to have that reassurance that God will not put you through anything and that God will use those things that people try to put in your path as, as evil. God will mean it for, for good. Amen. That's so Amen. awesome that you you brought that up, uh, Kevin. Because I literally had the scripture pulled up on my screen from First uh, John four eight that he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And I was like, man, that's so awesome that Holy Spirit, you know, he's just theming through the whole chat and and the in our panel tonight, and it's so awesome. And kind of going back to just how much it debacles and confounds the mind and the conventional wisdom of those who want to go based off of work. You know, we go all the way back to the garden, right? And Satan just wanted people to doubt God, right? He just wanted, Oh, are you sure about that? You know, God's right. holding out on you. Sure God you know? said that? Yeah. And, it's, it's, and it's, it says something that God never said. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's wild. Right. And yeah. we just, God just wants us to believe to trust in him, to know Amen. that he's good and, and he's going to see us through to the other side. And I was actually talking to my daughter and wife about, you know, imagine if you could, God gave you a glimpse, like a prophetic vision if into the future when we're all in our glorified bodies and having a great grandiose time. If you could see that and come back now, imagine every trial, tribulation, every peril, every Every anything that would come against you in a day, someone cut you off or, you know, you didn't get your parking space. It, it just would all melt away. Right. And that, right. I think that's the, uh, the the blessed assurance that Paul received. Right. When he was taken up because he's like, man, you know, for me to live as Christ, what's to die is gain. And I think we can all agree with Paul on that. How long do you think we're going to be in awe of everything after the rapture? I mean, oh, man, it, I hope for eternity. I know. I'm thinking that I, mean, I do because I do because Bob has talked about this and said the, the stuff that we don't even know what's going to happen, you know, billions of years from now, there's always going to be something new. That's the amazing part is there always going to be. I mean, it's not going to ever get boring. 
And it, it's, it, that's difficult to even comprehend that, that God has things planned all the way out to eternity, which is never ending. So right, how do you plan something that doesn't end? That's why I was saying like six months ago. I was like, we always plan schedules. We have release dates. We have this and that. Now, sure, we have live ops periods where things happen, but we also know that there's a life cycle to everything. Well, this actually has no life end. It, it goes on forever. It's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing thought. Imagine mm-hmm. being able to just work on a chair for 300 years <laughs> just work on a chair and make it beautiful I mean, there's gonna be people like that that just build furniture and they love doing it and those and they'll, and they'll build furniture for the homes that other people love to build and it's not gonna be some economy where you gotta pay for it and all stuff like that it's just people like hey i can't wait to build furniture for your home you know i'll, I'll build a house for you and it's not going to yeah. be like tough and hard like it is here okay <laughs> it's going to be something that everybody enjoys well, well, let, let me tell you who's not going to enjoy it, Bob. Aaron. Aaron says no thanks. <laughs> you know that there are believers out there who are woodworkers who would be like, Jesus, do you want you want to help me build something? <laughs> you know, you're a carpenter, and I'm a carpenter too. And 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 hey, can we build something together for like the next thousand years? Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be so many believers that are going to be like, please let me, you know, just let me do that. And could you imagine the quality of the furniture that's going to come out of the hands of a glorified person and Christ Himself? Yeah, I know wow. it's amazing. I can't even imagine like what Bob was saying. It's like, I mean, could you even imagine how that conversation would look like? You know, you go up and be like, "Hey, Bob, guess what? I got you this shelf. Oh, wow, it's so nice. Yeah, I've been working on it for the last two thousand years. I hope you like it. You know, <laughs> I, I can tell." <laughs> Like Cindy wants to work awesome. in the uh, in the heavenly horse barn, you see. So I mean, taking care of the of, of the of the flying horses, um, the, the ones that we've that we've we've come down on at the second coming. I mean, there's going to be so many jobs for people that people are going to love to have. It's it's mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable to think about it. I mean, you know, but and we're right on the cusp of this happening. Gentlemen. Well, we have a whole universe to develop, all right? Yeah. <laughs> we have this whole universe and billions of galaxies, and the universe continues to expand. And then the uni- the second heavens, that's the second heavens. And the third heavens, that, that dwarfs the, sec- the second heavens. Right. So you have all that, and that's continuing to expand. <laughs> so you'll never get tired of whatever you're doing. I think it's just going to take a while to, to, to explore the mansion. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you can exactly. time is no longer. Are. Yeah. No more time, no more money. Oh, that's mm, beautiful. Don't have to worry no about more time, No more money, no it's more so awesome. well, will I live long enough, you know. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. First Corinthians 2:9 I put up, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Oh, that's so awesome. That. that is so awesome. And then we, yeah, here I am awesome. talking about developing worlds, uh, you know, <laughs> just traveling by thought to world, to world, to world, to worlds. And, you know, wow. And that's, that's entered my mind. So God could do better than that. Yeah. Well, think of it on a, like, a 10 dimensional plane. <laughs> what even is that, Bob, at that point? I mean, 
Yeah. We can't even imagine what is in store for us. We, we, we don't, we have no, I mean, God's going to take that idea that you had and he's already done it long ago and he's already built it into something bigger. So yeah, it, yeah it's, the, but that's wanna... the beautiful part of that. He's given us all that hope for that, for the future. And all it takes is what Paul said in first Corinthians 15, one through four, believe on the Lord Christ. And you will be saved. Believe that he, he died for your sins. Believe that he rose from the dead. You will have eternal life. That is it. Yeah. There is nothing more to it. You know, if, if we the, believe more than we add to it, then, that, then we've basically diminished the work of Christ that he did for us on the cross. And yeah. that is not to be diminished. That is a once and for all forgiveness of sins if you believe in him that he has that power that he did that that it was finished there on the cross you believe in that you are saved jesus yeah. of the bible not yes someone uh, else brought up in your mind this is the jesus yeah. of the bible amen, amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah.